We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Another episode of Booth Review presented by Emprise Bank. When was the last time you went into a bank? Now more than ever, who you're doing business with is more important than where they're located. Emprise Bank is a trusted business partner that can serve anyone, anywhere. That's Emprise Bank, member FDIC. So appreciative of them. All they've done here at KC Sports Network uh, as we've been, you know, we're 18 months old. And they've been they've been here along with us for, for every step. So we're really appreciative of them. I'm really appreciative of my guest today. He covers all things KU Athletics with for the T- Topeka Capital Journal. Jordan Gusky, my man. What's good? How you doing? Hey man, just chilling watching basketball. How are you? I you know what? I'm I'm feeling great. Uh it's it's fun. It's a fun time to still be covering this football team because if Kansas football wasn't playing right now, we wouldn't be doing this show. But the KU football team has advanced uh to the postseason for the first time since 2008. Uh Jordan, how old were you in 2008? Oh god. 2008, 12. 12 years old in 2000. I was trying to think. I was, uh, I was like 19, 19 or 20 wow. years old. So, um, it's just, it's wild that like a whole decade plus has gone on, but now this, now this team is, uh, this, they've made the bowl. They made a bowl game. It's been announced. They're going to the Liberty bowl. They're playing Arkansas. Uh, how are you disappointed that this isn't KU Missouri? Um, I think for the fan base, uh, I think I am. I guess personally not so much, but I think the way it's sort of, you know, I, just all that excitement that got bottled up into that really short period of time before the announcement, like you almost sort of wanted it for them. Uh, so in a way them, but I personally, it didn't really matter a whole lot. It was just crazy to see like just the energy around it. I kind of, I, I, I actually like, I, I think it's funny you know, and how aggressive, you know, Missouri was in getting the message out that they would play anybody anywhere and all that stuff. I, from a Kansas perspective, I didn't love the idea of, of playing Missouri in a bowl game just because the momentum of this program, you know, the, the, the energy surrounding that game would just be a lot for this program that's been through so much. I almost just want a, 
more more focused to be on the developmental side of this for the month and hopefully good things come from this bowl game but i think the rivalry would have been extremely intense for this program to have to endure trying to play that you know after a tumultuous second half of the season it's like that was just kind of my opinion on it but like i don't know i just i it, it, it was uh it would have been a very tense moment, I think, watching KU and Missouri try to battle it out in, in a bowl game that they haven't played in 14 years. Yeah, you know, I think I understand, like, the the thought process behind schools when, you know, a rival leaves their conference, maybe not wanting to play that team uh, for a while. because It happens, and I understand it. But I've always been someone who's like, if, if your rivals, like, for the fans at least, try to make that stuff happen because uh, that stuff runs deep. And obviously, like you said, it's been a while since they played. So we find out it's not Missouri. Uh, it's a battle for the right to use the words, uh, the word Kansas in, in your state name. It's Kansas versus Arkansas, the Razorbacks, uh, in the Liberty bowl. Initial thoughts about, about KU playing Arkansas. what do you, what you think about that? Yeah. You know, I, I think it's, and this is something that I think Lance and I think Sam as well talked about during their teleconferences after the announcement, but there are some similarities, I guess, in how Arkansas hadn't struggled for as long as Kansas, but both are in, you know, early stages of a, of a rebuild of sorts. This is sort of like, in a way, as close as it can be to, to Arkansas's year two, uh, this year two for Kansas. So there's some similarities. So I think it's interesting to see where these teams are. Uh, you know, a team that's trying to break through in the SEC against a team that's trying to break through uh, in the Big 12 that's had some really interesting wins in, in the last couple of years. Uh, so I, th- I thought it was a great matchup for, for Kansas to get to as a measuring stick uh, for where they are in year two of Lance. It's going to be a little interesting, I think, with, with uh with arkansas and like there's gonna be time we'll be discussing this on on this show down the road um as we're getting build up towards that game but like i think one of the the interesting things that i'm going to be monitoring is you, you look at the turnover that's happened at arkansas since the transport portal opened up a lot of players have left um and and barry odom uh their defensive coordinator uh just took the job at uh unlv so they're out their defensive coordinator too you see a little bit of i don't know chaos isn't the right word but there's just been some some big transitions already since their season ended uh at the hands of missouri uh their regular season uh, ended at the hands of missouri kind of just fascinated to see you know what kind of version of that arkansas team actually shows up yeah, and, you know, I think, you know, in, in the years to come, people aren't going to really think about who wasn't in the game for Arkansas, who wasn't in the game for Kansas. They're just going to look and see who won the game. Did Kansas get its first bowl win in a long time? And I think, like you're mentioning, Arkansas is going to be down some people on the coaching staff and uh, in, in the roster. I think that one of their best defensive players isn't playing. Uh, that was a recent announcement, like you mentioned, the coordinator. So things are shaping up, you know, in Kansas's way. Still an SEC team, still early in Lance's tenure, but things are shaping up pretty well for, for Kansas right now. They got a pretty good quarterback too, uh, KJ Jefferson. It sounds like he will be playing in that game, so that's definitely something uh, I'm going to be monitoring as well. One thing I keep thinking about with this team is like, obviously, like this season's kind of been a tale of two teams uh, for Kansas football, and I've spent a lot of time talking on this show about you know the the realities of how quickly this team accelerated into uh, into success kind of represented in, in this in the tale of two halves of the season because like the first half of the season you're pretty healthy you know you've you're playing with confidence you know you've got a lot more depth at your disposal and then the depth starts getting tested in the realities of you know this team their front lines their front line is is good enough to compete 
but where they see some, you know, some struggles is the depth, the depth being tested, the injuries start piling up and, and you kind of saw this team start, start fading a little bit in the second half of the season. You know, I'm curious to see, I don't know if you, how you feel about this, but the thing I keep coming back to and the thing I'm kind of curious about when it's all said and done is, are we going to see a team that more closely resembles the first half of the season or the second half? Like, I think that's a big high, high level narrative that I'm going to be, you know, thinking about and, and discussing, I think over the course of the next couple of weeks while we, you know, are anticipating this football game. But yeah, I, I think that's a big, I think that's a big question mark for me is, you know, Jalen Daniels, is he, is he going to be healthy? You know, there's some buzz out on Twitter today. Daniel Highshaw has a chance of playing this game. I'm curious to see what version of Kansas football we're getting with so much rest. Yeah, I think you mentioned Daniel. You know, the longer the season was going to go on, the more a bowl game became a reality. Uh, you start to wonder, you know, if, if his rehab goes quick enough, you know, what's possible. I guess, you know, nothing has been said officially, but that's definitely something to think about. And, you know, if you believe Lance, this is going to be the healthiest this team has been since early October. Uh, which puts you right around, you know, that that five game win streak that they went on to start the season. So that's a great thing for this team. Jalen said, you know, the other day that, you know, he's feeling good after having a couple games to get the rust off, uh, you know, the final two games of the season. I think in some ways it was important that it wasn't put on him to sort of will Kansas to a six win in those last two games back. He could just play, try to get some of that rust off, still try to get wins, still try to get to seven or eight and they can still get to seven. Um, but I think it was important that this team uh, could get healthy, still try to win. But, you know, those last couple of weeks didn't have the same sort of pressure that they might have had they not gotten that Oklahoma State one. So, I mean, you've had a chance to, you know, talk to Lance here and, and company. How 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 big do you feel the gravity of 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 this opportunity for Kansas to get an extra month with their kids and to get to play this game? Like, can you do you feel that? Do you kind of feel that when you're when you're talking to this this coaching staff, just, just the energy about this opportunity or like, what's it like? Yeah. Yeah. I think the, you always want to win um, obviously and Lance and that staff and that team isn't going to go in there being happy with the loss. But I think the, the month of development is going to be more important that month of recruiting as we've seen tonight, um, as we're taping this with Calvin committing uh, it makes it all the more important to have this month, the bowl game. Um, to talk about. I think that's in some ways more important than how that game goes. And then if you win, it's the cherry on top of what's been a, a great season. If you lose, that's something to motivate you um, as you head into winter conditioning, spring ball, uh, and then, you know, up into the 23 season. One thing I'm kind of curious about because, you know, red shirts are out the window now. I mean, there's some guys that they've been able to you know, a lot of guys have been able to save their red shirt. One thing I'm kind of curious about is if there's any guys that can climb out of, you know, not really playing the majority of the season that might get some opportunities and get some looks during the bowl game. Do you think that there's any young kids that we might get a shot at seeing, or is it probably going to be status quo with a lot of the veterans that we've already got a chance to see? Or what do you think? I think maybe, uh, maybe at wide receiver, we see some guys, um, maybe, Maybe in the defensive line, you see some guys, uh, but I think overall, it's gonna they're gonna, those younger guys, those guys who haven't been up in the depth chart, are gonna get that work in these practices and that extra month of development, and then maybe see more of the status quo, at least with guys who are healthy um, mm -hmm. in the bowl game. So I think maybe more so uh, in, in those practices than the game itself, but you know, we'll see what happens. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Yeah, I'm always just kind of curious if there's a couple of guys that sneak on and get, and get a little bit of playing time towards the end of the year just because, hey, you know. But, you know, it, strategically, and this is, I don't, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but like strategically, sometimes if a guy is popping off, it actually makes sense to not have tape on him, <laughs> you know? So if he does wind up entering the transfer portal, there's always something strategic um, that you can talk about, but, or that you can, you know, kind of, uh, you know, that you, you don't have, you don't have uh, any extra uh, tape out on there. But, one thing, all right. So we just, you just, you mentioned Calvin Clements. Okay. You, uh, local kid committed to Baylor. Uh, one of the better recruits in the entire state. Uh, the best offensive lineman prospect in the state, probably. And he winds up uh, flipping from Baylor to Kansas today. This, what do you think the impact of a guy like Calvin Clements of his caliber flipping to Kansas is? And, and what does it say about the timeline to you? Yeah, I think it's it's someone that these other recruits, maybe not in the 23 class, but in 24 and beyond can look to and say, well, he did it. You know, you won't be the first person to make that jump. Sort of like, you know, I think a lot of people look to Devin as like they're saying, as this rebuild's gone on, Calvin decided to make that jump. Maybe I'll decide to make that jump, too. I can talk to Calvin about how that rebuild's gone. I can talk to Devin about how that rebuild's gone. So it's just the next guy. And I think it, at some points, maybe people didn't expect you know, this sort of caliber of in-state player to commit to Kansas at this point. Like you mentioned, he was committed to Baylor, which is a great program under Dave Aranda. Um, Capital uh, rules had going, built going. So 
I think it's that example that these in-state kids can look to, uh, can put trust in. Uh, and then, like I mentioned, as, as these maybe bowl games turn into multiple seasons, you're going to see more Calvin Clements, Devin Neal's commit uh, to Kansas. Yeah, it's just I, I just think it speaks volumes to just the growth of this program. You know, we look at... You know, we look at some comments that Lance Leipold has made. You might have been there for him where he says, you know, we, we've talked to some kids in the 2023 class and, you know, if they'd got another year to see what's going on, maybe, maybe they would have, maybe they would have had a better shot or maybe they would have been more competitive in getting that guy to, to KU. And I mean, the, the instant success on a, on a tight turnaround in 2023 not saying that Calvin Clemens was necessarily one of those kids that was saying that, but man, just the, just the impact of, of how quickly they were able to find success in Lawrence Lance Leipold and staff getting, getting a chance to, to get this kid to flip. And I think this is the kind of kid that you're going to have a chance to do something like that, right? Like a local kid has, has been around the program by all indications. He's spent a lot of time around the program still, even though he's been committed to Baylor, there's been some practices he's visited and stuff like that. So, um, you know, th that's the, the kind of kid you're going to have your best bet bet on in a, t in a short timeline, but man, it, it just makes you wonder what, what 2024 and 2025 can potentially bring in the local recruiting classes. And, and it, it gives you a lot of hope. I think, you know, as this program continues to build, yeah, I think it, it shows that there are a lot of recruits who, well, I would imagine a lot of recruits who have a lot of trust in what Leipold's telling them, Leipold and that staff are telling them, that have a connection you know, with those coaches, with the players they might meet on campus. But like you're mentioning, you're trying to look for that extra little oomph to get over the finish line and commit. Uh, and Calvin was able to see that with the bowl game. I'm sure that'll matter to other recruits in future classes seeing this bowl game. And then as long as Kansas keeps sustaining this uh, in the you know seasons to come, they'll keep, keep getting those guys. Uh, you know, more Calvin's like I mentioned. All right. So I'm looking ahead a little bit here with you. What do you think the biggest position and need that KU has uh, for, 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 to go to the portal? What position do you think KU needs to attack the most? Uh, you know, if, if guys don't develop, like I think Jeremy Robinson has a, has a chance to develop into something. There are other guys on that defensive line who have a chance to develop into something. But if that development doesn't happen, then I would say another pass rusher, uh, to pair with Lonnie, I think would be a great thing to go for. And I think they're already, you know, going after at least one guy, maybe more uh, in the portal who could potentially come to Kansas, which would be a great uh, find for this staff. You know, like a lot, what you see out of the wide receiver groups, a lot of guys who could potentially develop as well. But if you can bring in a plug and play guy who could be a number one option, I think that's a, a big thing to go for as well. Because I feel like uh, elsewhere offensive line, I think they're going to be pretty good as long as everyone who you expect to come back comes back. Running back, quarterback, you're feeling good. Linebacker, you want to keep developing, but I feel like you're feeling good. And then maybe, maybe a cornerback or or a, or a safety if Kenny leaves as well. But I think for me personally, a, a pass rusher to pair with Lonnie if someone doesn't develop uh, would be where I would want to go. I like that. I like interior defensive line, adding more depth along the interior. Like Tommy Dunn looks really, you know, looks really good. Um, Deldrick Withers, or I think was that his name. I, I think it looks. Is that right? I think that's his name. Yeah, yeah. I, he, I think he's looked all right. Um, but yeah, just more interior depth along the interior. I think is is pretty smart. One thing I'm kind of surprised about, and and surprise isn't the right word. Pleasantly, I, I guess pleasantly surprised. I look at I look at the the transfer portal, and the thing I don't see is a ton of KU names. 
you know, the, the names that we expected to be in the transfer portal are in it, but it doesn't look like Kansas has really suffered um, much attrition to this point. Um, are you surprised? Do you think there could be more coming after the bowl game? Like, I don't know. I just would have anticipated there would have been more guys if they were coming out. I, I do think I thought there would be more at this point than there has been. Um, but I also feel like I thought that the bowl game would keep more guys in it longer. And then after that bowl game, maybe that's when you see a bigger wave of Kansas guys heading out um, after that bowl game is, is finished with, but I guess surprised a little bit. Um, but I think, like I said, I thought, you know, after the bowl game, more of that would come and more after spring ball, maybe more of that would come as well. Do you think, uh, so do we think they're in the clear or do we think there's still going to be some attrition that, that they'll suffer. I think they'll probably lose a couple. I got, and I, I get them wanting to see things through with the bowl game, but I, I mean, I, I think that you could probably see a couple, but the fact that there wasn't a rush to, de, you know, on December 5th is a positive sign for this program too. Yeah. I think in this landscape of college football, um, you can't say otherwise that you, that you would say that there won't be, or you would anticipate there wouldn't be, I think in this current landscape, you would anticipate there probably is going to be, someone or multiple people and one or multiple of them probably will surprise you. You know, I think Lawrence Arnold said he was going to transfer and then didn't transfer um, before this season. Could we see another one of those? I feel like it's more likely than not, um, but you know, that it hasn't happened yet. So it looks like they're sticking for now. Yeah. Uh, and we'll see. I mean, I could see, yeah, I, I could see a couple guys, maybe some players that would surprise, but I think it says a lot about the fact that, you know, if that, if that is the case, it seems like they're probably waiting until after the bowl game, which is, you know, uh, and it's an admirable thing helping kind of see this program through. And I, outside of you know a couple players, I'm not. I, I think I think KU's better equipped to withstand some of that attrition too. Like that's the thing is like I think KU, depending on how many players wind up leaving, like I think KU is in a better p- position to potentially, you know, deal with a little bit of that attrition more than they've ever been because I I, I think this team has some you know top tier top shelf players, but I think it's been you know, quality contributors contributing at a good clip uh, around a star like Jalen Daniels, right? So um, I think that there is, you know, I think they're going to be able to find some guys to replace some of these players too. Yeah, I think it it might depend on the position, but they, they seem to be, at least at this point, a pretty good spot to whether, you know, some guys, like if a running back decided to leave, uh, if, you know, uh, yeah, running back and offensive line decide to leave, they might be in a, an okay spot. But depending on some other positions like wide receiver, I think it might hurt a bit more. Like if, like I mentioned, if Lawrence had actually left uh, before. This yeah, season. yeah, no, I'm with you for sure. Um, are you, uh, you? You've been around the program a little bit. How surprised are you that they're at this point? I always like to ask people this question: like, how surprised are you that that they were able to get to this point? Yeah, no, really surprised. You know, I think like uh, like Travis mentioned on Sunday, Lance. Uh, mentioned sort of this similar thing. I, I was really surprised. I thought best case scenario this season, four and eight, and then next year compete for a bowl, sort of like they are now. I um, might come down to the final weeks, but I thought what they did right now in, in 2022, I thought they would do in 23, or at least have the chance to, as long as they kept things rolling in 22. So yeah, definitely surprised um, by what they had going. And man, they were that close to being six and oh, Jalen doesn't go down and they had that same sort of second half. So they could have even gone a lot farther had this team stayed healthy. Daniel stays healthy, um, but you know injuries happen. I think Daniel. I think if Jalen Daniels plays a full twelve, you know you're looking at a seven and five type football team. I think that's probably would have been my guess. Maybe eight and four, uh, but yeah, I, I probably closer to seven and five for me personally. But I mean, yeah, well, in 
I, I think you might get a healthy version of him for this Arkansas game too. Like that's the thing I keep getting excited about. Is like I think I think you'll be able to see him utilized in the run game a little bit more. Jordan, I'm gonna get you out with this um, prediction. Are you allowed to make a prediction for this game for yeah, uh, can, for KU Arkansas? I can do one. If you want me to? Yeah, go for it. Oof. All right. Um, you know, I I'm gonna go Kansas wins. And I'm gonna go 38 to. 28 well 38 28 but it's a a bowl it's a bowl win here that's a big dub right there uh that is jordan gusky of the topeka capital journal jordan my man i genuinely appreciate you coming on talking ku football with me thanks for thanks for spending some time with me yeah no problem that's another episode of booth review thank you all so much we'll catch you later thanks for listening to kc sports network don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well You can find all six of our channels at KCSN, covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.